I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have as yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Mooey, mooey! We sit back! Ugh, give me a shotgun. Ugh. Okay, fine. The Real Brian Show's back. Happy September. Fall is just around the corner, but summer ain't over yet, so let's celebrate a little more uh, end of summer. It's Friday. It's time to end our week right. And of course, as is tradition here at The Real Brian Show, we've got some stories to share. By the way, I tried Halo Top ice cream and mm, mm-hmm. yeah. Got an encouraging espresso shot to positive your day. I just made that up. Got some thoughts on the upcoming Predator reboot. And we need your help on suggesting a new game for Captain Influence and me to play because, uh, I don't know. Let's rock it. I think we need like a scream guy right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since, since we finished Alien, we're kind of, uh, you know, we've been playing a... Uh, Divinity, Original Sin. Was it Divinity? No. Yeah, Divinity, Original Sin. The original. Yeah, with with a friend of ours and uh, and a couple other games like uh, No Man's Sky and whatnot. But but we haven't. We don't have another anything to replace Alien. But we don't want a horror game. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. So we need to we need to get some suggestions, and maybe we'll talk about that here in a minute. Yeah. See if there's any uh, good suggestions for an awesome, engaging game that we can play, but not not a horror game. Totally with you on that one. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So I was thinking about we should start, you know, instead of the, the let's rock it, that, that rock music, you know, that we've been playing. Yeah. What about this? Like if I were to say, let's rock in. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could, you could mix it up sometimes, but that's, oh, that's, that. let's let's hip hop it. You know, we don't really hip hop it. it. Oh, I do all the time, man, and that's that's Pedity, man. He, I love Pedity. He's I don't even know who Pedity is. He is a rapper, dude. His music is awesome. You know, I, maybe I should bring him on the show. Let him share a story. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. He was the guy that I was telling you that I was like, man, I, I listen to your music. I love it. You know, I'm usually the one with the windows down blasting. He's like, wait, you listen to my music. And I think he was just blown away. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're that dude in office space. Yeah. <laughs> I got my pistol point cocked, ready to lay shots. Non- okay. No, no, no. I see. That's not me. Michael Bolton. <laughs> I wouldn't have like locked my car though and turned down the music when I'm driving through town and I have a an audio book on and my my car doesn't have air conditioning my wife's car does she has a nice car but my junker car doesn't have AC and so I have the windows down all the time and if I stop at a stoplight and I'm listening to just an audio book I turn it way down because I don't want people to listen <laughs> to my audio book Okay. So, I kind of understand that. You know, you're listening to some speaking and all. You don't want people to know what you're listening to because it's kind of, it's a little yeah, more personal. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know what? I'm cranking up Barry Manilow and stuff like that. I'll turn that down and roll my windows up. Mandy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I do like that song. That's about it. Barry Manilow is the only celebrity that my mother has ever spoken to at length 
and it was on a plane flight when I was really? very small. I wasn't there. Oh. And she told him jokes the whole way and made him crack up the oh, whole time. Oh, funny. Was he cool? Yeah. She said he was really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. There are some cool celebrities, man. Of course there are. You know what I mean? Like like you. I, I really oh, appreciate yeah. how cool I'm, I'm you are. Such a, I'm such you a are. total celebrity. Oh, yeah. yeah. You absolutely are, man. Yeah. <laughs> In my own right. Oh, my gosh. All right. So tomorrow, by the way, is Sarah's and my anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. I just have to shout out. I have to say that. It's it's 17 years tomorrow. Can you believe this? You're old. Yeah. Well, we got married kind of young, like 10 yeah, it's okay. It's, Some yeah. cultures, that's perfectly normal. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, booyah. That but, is really cool. 17 going on 50, man. That's right, man. Well, let's just say, you know, due to some, uh, you know, expenses and stuff like that, we decided let's let's just kind of celebrate experiences. Let's do stuff like that. And, you know, Sarah has connections working for the city and stuff. And so, you know, one of the cool people over at CSU said, hey, you want some tickets to one of the football games? You know, they got their their new stadium. It's the second year now. Football team's unfortunately not doing very well this year yet, but maybe, maybe yeah, that'll whatever. change. It's so, CSU. Okay. Well, they, they were Just supposed to- Just go enjoy it. They were supposed to have a great year, you know? So whatever. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, we haven't been into the games yet. I'm not a huge football fan in the sense of, like, I follow it and I know what's going on all the time. But going to an actual game is actually kind of fun because, you know, you're in the sure. experience. You know what I mean? Totally. So- Anyway, they're like, yeah, so we're going to, to the CSU against Arkansas game, which it's a big deal because Arkansas is part of the SEC. For those of you who do follow college football, you know, the SEC is a, they're bigger teams or the bigger colleges, you know, usually the really better ones. And CSU is definitely not in that. It's just Mountain West and stuff. So it's kind of a big deal. Apparently CSU doesn't usually play teams from that division. And so they're definitely expecting to lose for sure because it's a, a really good team. But who knows? This could be one you of those things know. where Arkansas comes in all cocky and CSU's ready and it could be an exciting game. But one and way Arkansas's or the other team has the flu like happened in Nebraska. Oh, yeah. That's true. Arizona State back in 97. Yeah, that's true. But we're going to have fun one way or the other. We're excited. We're going to, you know, and they do a lot of festivities, which is kind of cool. Now that the stadium's on campus, you go, you know, over there in the afternoon and of course there's tailgating and stuff, but CSU itself actually puts on a bunch of different festivities. So we're going to go and just, you know, hang out in the afternoon and see what's going on and go to the game and make it a nice evening. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. But we also just got back from vacation too, which was part of the celebration. So we went up to, well, we, oh my gosh, we were going to go visit people and see some people that we hadn't seen in a while, some family and friends and nobody wanted us. Yeah, this is not a good time, you know, and oh, hint, hint. I'm like, okay, look, we're coming to see you and uh, well, you know, it's just not a good time. I, yeah, I don't think it's going to, ah, oh man. And I'm thinking like, doesn't anybody, nobody visits us either. So I'm like, fine. What's wrong with us? I just, nobody loves us anymore. <laughs> so whatever. We're like, well, let's go to Steamboat Springs. Never been up there. If you can believe that, I've never been to Steamboat. I have never been to Steamboat either, and I lived really? in Colo- uh, Fort Collins for 12 years, and then in, uh, I grew up in Aurora, Colorado. Never once set foot in Steamboat. It's so interesting because like so many people, I think everybody I know has been to Steamboat multiple times in their life, and uh, we've never been up there. Until so I was just now. Like, okay, let's go see what it's all about because it's a highly praised town. You know, wow, look at all and? this. And? It's great. I mean, I okay, now, we go to Estes Park a lot, which is at the foot of Rocky Mountain National Park, and it's a beautiful town and, and you know what i'm talking about minus the, by the way the traffic actually has not been that bad this year <laughs> i think people got wind that there was a lot of people in estes last year and they didn't go this year uh, so it's been kind of quiet that's weird because from my experience there's a lot of traffic in estes every year in the summertime it's a lot less this year than it was 
weird which is too bad i mean for tourism it's too bad for you know enjoyment it's fantastic so it's great you've been there and so you know what i'm talking about the majestic beauty miss ice has been there right the majestic beauty of the rocky mountains at the rocky mountain national park you know right there is it's just incredible right i mean it's mind-blowing it's not switzerland but yes it well, is i've never pretty been awesome. to switzerland so it's it's the closest to switzerland i've ever seen but anyway the point is is it's wonderful <laughs> so i'm expecting I'm expecting, here we go with expectations again, I'm expecting Steamboat Springs to be sort of like that because that's what, you know, everybody's, oh my gosh, it's the most incredible place to go. You've got to go there. So, you know, the expectations were high. It's the best movie ever. Go see it, you know, kind of thing. Uh And I get there and my first, well, first of all, we're driving down this crazy awesome pass, by the way. It's like a 7% grade or and it's in the middle of a rainstorm. So that was just really cool. So it's beautiful though. So you're in a valley like Estes Park mm-hmm. and there's a lot of beautiful mountains all around. It's very green. That's one thing I noticed is that it was very lush and green. They've had a lot of rain this year. So that was cool. But I expected mountains above Timberline and I didn't see any. I think they were all below Timberline, which was very surprising to me because, you know, in Estes, there's quite a few mountains above Timberline. So mm-hmm. that was just interesting. And I thought, okay. Now, granted, you know, it's a huge ski area, so apparently it's one of the best ski areas. I don't ski, so I really don't know, but I've heard it's one of the better ski areas. There's a lot of really cool things there for certain ski things. It's called Ski Town USA, so, you know, there you go. But anyway, the whole point is, is that from a ski standpoint, from a winter standpoint, apparently it really is the place to go. Uh, We were there in the summer, so it's a little different, but I wasn't blown away by the majestic beauty that I see in Rocky Mountain National Park. Because I was expecting it, nobody told me that's what I should get, but they were just saying. So then I was like, okay, throw away that expectation. Let's just enjoy it. It was nice. It was beautiful. There's a lot to do there. It's about twice the size of Estes Park. So there's, you know, more people there and more things going on. They're famous for their hot springs. Now, I will say about the hot springs, things I think have changed because some of the stuff that people were telling us about the hot springs really aren't quite there anymore. They've commercialized a lot of the old town hot springs to become like pools with water slides and stuff like that. I mean, it's still really actual. Yeah. And so we we're like, yeah, we're not going to go into those. There is a place called strawberry park, which we unfortunately didn't get to. I mean, it was 86 degrees. You're thinking like okay, 86 degrees and I'm going to go sit in 104 degree of right. water. Yeah. It doesn't even sound appealing right now. So no, winter, definitely. Season. Yeah. And apparently that place is kind of the place to go now, but that's outside of town. But what we did instead is because I didn't know anything about the history of steamboat. So we actually went to the, the museum, which was the steamboat tread of pioneers museum. And we should have done that the first day. It's so funny because it tells you everything you ever wanted to know about Steamboat. And then it also helped us to realize, oh, this is a really cool place. <laughs> Look at this. We had no idea. So all of the springs that Steamboat was founded on, their displays. I mean, you can actually go to the springs and you can look at them and. Uh, but you don't go inside of them. That's interesting. So the the springs that everybody goes into are not even the ones that the whole town was founded on in the first place, which I didn't know. That. I thought they were. So that actually was a fascinating tour. It was so exciting. There was one that was like a lithia pool. So it's like full of lithium. Huh? Don't spark it. That's so true, though. Yeah, it was neat. <laughs> It was honestly, it was very, very cool. Just very interesting. You know, we, we actually did find this cause you know me, I'm a coffee nerd, right? So we found this coffee shop that I was looking around like good coffee shops and I like to read the reviews. These guys, of course they get from a local roaster. They were awesome by the way. Their coffee was phenomenal, but it was also part of a really cool bookstore. It's so funny. Cause like I never go to bookstores anymore because everything's on Kindle and I, I have not been yeah. to a bookstore in so long that I was just like, 
it brought back this really cool nostalgia. Like I kind of miss doing that. I miss going to bookstores and looking at books. And <laughs> I mean, I love Kindle because Kindle is so functional, but it's, yeah, it's man, too I, easy. I, I kind of, th- that was really kind of a treat, you know, but anyway, it was just, it's not why you go to steamboat, but it was a cool place. Psychotic drivers. Like, like, wow. Uh, it just <laughs> blew my mind. I thought, you know, I deal with bad drivers typically, you know, and whatever, right. You guys live in a beautiful place, beautiful place. And everybody was like riding up on tails. And I'm thinking like, this must be tourists. I'm like, no, these aren't tourists because we were at the end of the tourist season, like literally the last weekend of the tourist season for the summer. And then it kind of shuts down until winter. There were not, you could tell the tourists, they were stopping and, you know, in the middle of the road and driving slow. And, you know, I don't know where I am. Where, where are we at? You know, I mean, you could tell those guys, these guys were definitely locals. They were riding my tail. They were aggressive. They were flashing their lights. They were flipping off. I mean, they were, I was like, they were trying to get you one of the last tourists out of the town, their hair. Yeah. And I thought, why I get it. it, Why is everybody so angry here though? (laughs) It was amazing. People, locals were not happy. I'm not saying everybody, but I saw a significant percentage of locals in steamboat not happy. I'm like, what is up with this? This is a beautiful place to live. What do you have to be angry about? Go, go sit in the lithia hot springs, people. Jeez, maybe they'll get a little calmer. Beautiful weather. Scenery was great. We finally had smoke-free days. So the sky was traditional Colorado blue. Just beautiful. So it really was a lot. It was fun. We camped or or glamped, you know, if you want to call it that. Yes. Parents have a fifth wheel. And so, you know, we all hung out in that big fifth wheel. That's so awesome. it was it was a lot of fun. But really, really nice time. And then you know, we went to the Fish Creek Falls, which is a great hike. Beautiful waterfall. Botanic. They have some really amazing botanic gardens there which if anybody's into that kind of stuff go because it's like it's totally worth it um, at the falls are they are they outdoors they're outdoors and not at the falls they're at a different place but um, oh. I mean even I was blown away and I don't I don't really do botanic gardens very much but I was just like this is this is huge it was really Did they cool. have a corpse flower I don't know you know those giant flowers that when they open like once a century or something they smell like rotten flesh or oh. something like that I have I've never even heard of that yeah oh all it's I know are thing. like Venus flytraps. <laughs> is that real? A corpse flower? And see, now I'm going to have to go look it up. Yeah, go for it. They oh, got one wow. in Des Moines. That's just disgusting. They it is kind of disgusting. Yeah, that's, people flock to see it too and smell it. Like, yeah, oh when, my it, when God. it blooms, everybody's like, "Oh, let's go see the corpse flower. It's blooming." That smells like my perfume. Like, smell my finger. <laughs> no, I don't want to smell your finger. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> we finished our vacation by going back up to Estes Park, just because. We were only there for four days. So then went back up to Estes, did some stuff in Rocky. Estes. Yeah. yeah, it really was actually kind of funny, but um, beautiful time. up again, weather was clear. It was wonderful. You know, it's funny. They had a hot rod show, so they had all these great cars. It was really fun to go look at. They had Teslas and and then they had all the old classics. It, it was free. They were just outside. We're like, oh, let's just stop by and walk through the cars. That was fun. But then they also had this alpaca show, which is interesting <laughs> to me because, you know, like I love llamas. I think llamas are crazy. And they're kind of mean sometimes, but alpacas are kind of the, the more docile cousin, you know? And so they're like, they're having this alpaca show. And I'm like, what is an alpaca show? Like, I have to go see what this is. (laughs) Well, it's all about a bread of car. (laughs) It's a car. (laughs) Come drive our Ford alpaca. Well, first of all, they raise these alpacas and then they, you know, because like sheep, they have to have their hair or fur or whatever the heck it is shorn their wool yeah they're woolish so they have that shorn and then uh you know they they turn it into garments and apparently it's extremely warm and extremely tough so i thought oh okay that's kind of cool 
So yeah, we had a lot of fun. We got to meet some alpacas. I, I believe this because, you know, like I, you know, alpacas and llamas are known for being extremely tall and usually the tallest of animals around them. And so when like people, their height or shorter, even, you know, including kids and stuff come up, you know, they're really curious when people taller than them come up, they get a little nervous. Interesting. And of course there was no alpaca as tall as me. So I kind of made them. So nervous. what happened? They start going, <laughs> and they back off. It's really funny. I made a moan. Brian's alpaca call. <laughs> well, and then, and then we were. <laughs> it kind of sound like Mar, like Marge Simpson. <laughs> they really were doing that. They, they, I don't even know. It was weird. Well, then we were out hunting meese because I'm like, I got to go find a moose, by the way. And I know it's hunting moose, but you just can't say plural moose. Come on. It's meese. Mooses. 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 Moose eye. Um, so we go out and we're looking for moose because everyone's like, oh, my God, there's so many moose around right now. There's so many. You're going to find a moose around a lake. You got to go find a moose. Never seen a male you moose. You really want to go ever. see a moose? I've seen a female moose. I was five feet from its face and actually it was really cool. But a male moose never seen. So I'm like, we're going to go find a moose. It's it's eating time. It's like right around five, six o'clock in the evening. You know, let's go find a moose. No, we don't find any moose. Going to hunt bears. No, no bear. But dude, we saw a lot of elk because it's, um, you know, the rutting season, mating season. Mm-hmm. By the way, don't get near the moose during this or the elk during this time of year. Trust me. Unless you're hunting them. No, you don't even want to get near them. Do not get near male elk this time of year. <laughs> Just trust me. You My will, coworker you went will get elk bored. hunting this weekend. Really? Yeah, he was brave. Last person. week, I mean, didn't catch any, or didn't didn't, didn't catch, catch any, any. <laughs> didn't didn't get any. Uh, Come over here. <laughs> but it's apparently it's elk season, so he was hunting with a bow. Yeah, interesting. Well, I see. I'd stay away from him, man. They're crazy. What do elk sound like? I cannot repeat it. <laughs> it's it's inappropriate. It's offensive, man. It is it is not a manly call. When I hear that bull male elk up there screeching like a little girl, no offense. It's yeah. just not manly. Oh, they wouldn't be offended. It's okay. The little girl. Well, that's true. The little girl screeches. No, the, cool. the the bull moose. I mean, sorry, the, the, elk. Uh, the elk. No, the, the elk's elk. offended. Uh, I'm offended by the offense of his offense. So it's. <laughs> but no, it was great. We were just driving around, and all of a sudden, we came up right in this huge herd. They were just walking in front of us. There were a bunch of baby elk in front of us, and you know the rangers what a were bunch out. Of jerks. It was. Yeah, I'm like, get out of our way. We're in a car. Totally. I know. It was cool. Reached out. <laughs> right. Reach out and touch someone. So we got some great pictures. Great stuff. Good times. Good. Yeah. Anyway, a really, really good time. Let's just put it that way. It was beautiful. It was fun. The weather was great. The skies were clear. It was refreshing. It was calm. And I even learned something. Would you like to hear what About, I learned? Yes, please. I'm waiting. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's what I learned. You ready? At that steamboat tread of wait, Pioneers wait, wait. Museum. Wait, I'm not ready. <laughs> okay. Now I'm ready. Are you ready? Go ahead. Are you sure? Yep. At the steamboat tread of Pioneers Museum that we went to. So they talk about a lot of interesting things from the late 1800s, early 1900s. I'm not much of a history buff. I love futuristic stuff. Sci-fi. I'm not into history as much, but I was kind of shocked at what I learned from the history here. Some of the stuff that they were showcasing was very interesting to me because, you know, we've talked about it here on the show. We hear it all the time. And that is, oh my gosh, things are just getting worse. People are getting more angry. People are, you know, doing horrible things. You know what I'm talking about, right? Of course. We, we see it. We hear it. We say it. If you yep. read some of the stuff that went on in Steamboat in the late 1800s and early 1900s, you would realize nothing's changed. There well, was this guy. He was an infamous outlaw. His name was Harry Tracy. He murdered a 14-year-old boy just because. 
Yeah. Uh, you hear stuff like that all the time today. Well, they were doing it back then too. Okay. You remember back to the future three, right? Yeah. You know, that little tiny gun that Buford mad dog tannin carries. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about? Yeah. They had that gun on display, that exact same gun on display oh, really? there. It's a one bullet only. If you've seen back to the future three, it's a really tiny gun. You can hide it in your pocket and they didn't check you for those back then. You know, they'd make you check your regular guns, but they would never check you for those kind of guns mm-hmm. and you, you could hide them easily. So the whole point was of this gun is that you go into a saloon, you're going to play some card games. You're going to, you know, get liquored up, have a little fun and your opponent would cheat you or maybe supposedly cheat you. You'd get pissed off and you'd shoot him with that little gun. You know, no, no argument, no question. You just put a bullet in their head and their life. And I'm who thinking does like, that? Well, I'm thinking like, isn't that like road rage today and gaming rage? And, you know, I mean, I know, you know, a <laughs> thing or two about rage quitting, right? Hey, that's the old captain influence now. <laughs> you haven't done that, I in, haven't a long done time. that in a long, no, no, no. long time. I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean by rage quitting? You get angry, you get pissed off at people back then. You just shoot people. So I guess what was very eye opening to me and fascinating is that we think that things are getting worse. The world's getting worse, but you go back and you read history and you realize it really isn't. It's the same thing. We just know more today than we did back then because we have social media. We have the internet. We have news media outlets. People still act the same and they do the same things. Yeah, maybe it's different because we have different ways of doing things now than we did back then, but nothing new, right? Nothing new under the sun. No, it's more it's more along the lines of scale now. Uh, not only are we all connected and and we see things that happen more often than they used to, but there are also a lot more people. Yeah, that exactly. Just there are more people to be psychopathic. Yeah, and and whatnot. And so technically, it does happen a lot more now than it used to because there's just that many more people. And it's just, it's just, it's just a matter of statistics. That's all it is. Yeah. If you were to look at a per capita statistic, you'd realize it's the same per capita. You might be right. Yeah. But is you're right. It happens more because there's more people. It happens mm-hmm. more because, well, we know more about it than we did back then. So and it's, does it really and it's happen just, more? It's kind of like if a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, did it actually make a sound? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, but good example. Yeah. it's like if you don't know about it did it really happen well yeah not in your life it didn't but it did you know so it's it's, schrodinger and all that yeah yeah yeah. we get so wrapped up in what we're being told today that we believe that things are getting worse when the reality isn't they aren't so you know on Mm -hmm. one hand learning about this history and realizing that eh, really nothing's different today in a very odd way it encouraged me which is really weird to say this but the reason it encouraged me is because well, things aren't getting as bad as we think they are. They're not getting worse like we think they are, like we keep saying they are. Things really are the same. There's nothing new under the sun. And so in one way, it's like, okay, let's just not get so bent out of shape about it. You know, I think we get so focused on, you know, all the bad that's happening that we forget to look at all the good that's happening. And we realize that all the same bad is happening and that happened, you know, 100 years ago and 200 years ago. I mean, shoot, you go way back, you look at history even further back and it's just as bad. So it's like, It's going to be what it is. Let's do our part. But on the other hand, it's also a type of freedom that no matter how much we try to change the world, encourage or even convince people to do the right thing, they're not going to do it unless they want it first, right? You know, we can sit here and we can try to convince people to not road rage, but unless you don't want to road rage, you're going to keep doing it. I think it's kind of a, at least it is for me anyway, it's a freedom because I kind of have a personal mission in this world to help people out and 
you know, try to see us do the right thing, try to see us be a nicer and not be the suck of all sucks. I think learning this history gave me a freedom to go. All I can do is just be, keep be me doing you. Yeah, yeah. Keep doing me. I, I can do my part. And ideally it's our part here on the show to love, respect and value others because that's like a huge mission in the show. Do our part to inspire others, you know, in the right way. And ideally people will eventually go, no, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be a nicer. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to rock this. I'm going to, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a true superhero in this world. And if they don't, it's up to them. It's completely up to them. It's not on us anymore if they don't. And I, I mean, I've again, I've always known this, but I think having that perspective of history to realize that it's always been this way, then, okay, yeah. cool. You know what? It's always going to be this way. So we'll just do our part and, and hopefully on our little corner of the world, we make a difference and hopefully people also make their own difference as well. And yeah. Good philosophy. See good and bad. I like. Corbin. Corbin, <laughs> it's your mother. <laughs> I'll just go saran wrap myself to the bed. I'll go throw myself in traffic. Here's a fortune for you. <laughs> fortune um, for you. What amuses me, Brian, is is the is the innocuousness of that historical lesson that you learn. I, I I understand that you're not a history buff. I'm a huge history buff. I know you are. Um, yeah. and I'm also a huge sci-fi buff. I'm always looking both directions. But the example that shifted your mindset a little bit there is such an innocuous one compared to all of the uncountable literally uncountable atrocities that monkeys that are people with <laughs> guns monkeys and before guns have perpetrated on each other <laughs> it's, oh i know what one dude killing a 14 year old boy that's like a little girl out picking flowers compared to the rest of history and prehistory i know i thought that was kind of funny well you know, it is funny <laughs> because i've read about history from you know years past even you know way back long time ago thousands of years ago and, you know, you look at that kind of history and the atrocities that happened back then would make people cry today. I mean, oh, God, <laughs> we talked about this I mean, in the last episode but, about the light versus dark and why people are drawn to dark shows so much. And it's like, guys, those aren't even anything compared to what you read in, you know, like the Bible and some other things like our, that. It's like, holy crap, there's some bad things no, people did when when our grandparents were kids. There was a little event called World War One. <laughs> Where it's true. millions of people went to war with each other and murdered each other wholesale for absolutely no reason at all. Yeah, and brutally too. Oh, like just let's discover modern, ways to make it torturous. Weapons, yeah. You know, gas and artillery and, and everything awful, including chemicals, you know, look, you know, which which luckily World War Two didn't have much of, but yeah. And in World War Two, which was with which was when our grandparents were adults and some of our grandparents were in that war and it's so fascinating to me that people just from a psychological necessity almost forget those things happened uh, unless they are interested in them short memories it's only a few decades ago that millions of people were brutally murdered yeah by the nazis i know just a few decades ago yeah i mean just not that long ago that that stuff happened and yeah. and it makes people really profoundly understandably uncomfortable to think about that and put things in perspective like that yeah and you ask you know somebody listening might ask well what's the point why even why would you even want to bring that up why why do you want to put that in perspective don't you want to forget that kind of thing happens no you don't uh, especially if you're in charge of nations and stuff like that you really don't want to forget stuff like that but leaders do all the time you want to learn from it. I think that's the biggest thing is like, yes, history you is want not, to. 
Yeah. You don't want to, I think a lot of times people look in the past and they, they, uh, they focus on the past. They get stuck in the past. They yeah. obsess about the past. And a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people do that. I know people that do it. I've done it myself. And I it have too. Yeah. Serves you nothing. You get nothing from it when you obsess and live in the past, obsess about and live in the past. You get nothing from it. Unless you, unless you take no, there, lessons. From there is past. no unless, because if you're living in it and obsessing over it, it it's pain, it's harmful, but you, okay. I know exactly where you were going. If you yeah. look at the past and you learn from it and you try not to make those mistakes again, that's exactly what you should do with the past, but you shouldn't be living in it and obsessing over it, which and is one of our greatest handicaps as a species that we are, we are, ridiculously horrible as a group, as a, as a species or an, an entire group of us are just horrible at learning from our past mistakes. Well, you want to know why? Yes. Pride. That's a lot. That's a huge part of it. We, we don't want to learn from our mistakes <laughs> pride, because yeah. of pride. And then second of all, we don't want to think about that stuff. We don't want, like you just said, why would you bring that up? Oh my gosh. Why don't, why don't we forget about that? Because we don't like pain. We want to run away from pain. We want to avoid it at all costs, which I totally get. I'm one of those people. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I hate it's that just... stuff too. So it's like, okay, learn from it. And then I would almost even say it's okay to quote, forget about the past in the sense of don't let it own you and dictate your life and, you know, yeah, drive it's like, you of course. It's like but not, it's the same thing as not obsessing over your eventual death. Yeah. It's almost like forgive yourself, learn from it, move forward. I really appreciated your point as well the perspective that I'm hoping we can all take from this is things unfortunately haven't changed. They may not. I hope they do, but they probably won't. But what we can do is we individually and ideally as a community here can do our part to not embrace those atrocities, to not live in and obsess about the past, but to learn from it, learn from our mistakes, try to overcome our pride and let's do the right thing. And let's let's, I mean, let's truly unleash our superheroes. And, and you know that's what? why I like your show in a nutshell. I Boom. appreciate that. If we're a small handful of the world's population that ever does that, we've done our part and we can rest every night knowing that we've done our part and we've done it right. That's true. Because again, there's just nothing you can do about the herd. All you can do is manage your own, your own deal yeah. as best you can and, and, and in as positive a way as you can. Yep. And, but here's the thing. There are people out in that herd that will hear what we're doing and they will go. That's a better way. Yeah. So we may not change. You never know. We may not change the course of humanity. And I think I was trying to, which is like, wait, maybe in some, job. maybe in some post-apocalyptic future, they'll find a recording of this somewhere on some <laughs> kind of iPod or something yeah. like that. And, and, and it'll change the course of human history. You never know. You'd never know. Exactly. That's the only, that's the only way it could happen though. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. If, <laughs> if we try not to take on the burden of everything, you know, like I know a lot of people are crusading for like the burden of climate change. Somebody yes. that says I'm going to set out to change climate change is going to fail period. You can't change it, but here's what you can do. And this is what I find most of them not doing, by the way, recycle, try to be very conservative on resources, drive a car that is a hybrid or an electric car or something that doesn't or ride you your know, bike or ride your bike. Walk. Yeah. Try not to have a car. What are, you know what I'm saying? Like 
keep your quote carbon footprint low. So like you can do that, right? You can actually make a difference by doing it yourself and being an example and not, you know, beating people over the head with it because if they don't want to do it, you're not going to change them. Just be an example, be a light, be an inspiration. But that's not typically what I see happening is that I feel people are trying to take on climate change as a whole, which is just, it's a path for failure. It's like me saying I am going to help people unleash their superheroes and we're going to change the world. That's but, a path to failure. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But what I can do is I can be that inspiration and I can provide the environment for people to also do that. And we'll just be an inspiration to those who are looking and for those who aren't. Okay, cool. But that's what I meant by the history lesson that I got was no matter how much good people have done in this world, humanity has continued to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over throughout the entire course of history, but they've still made an impact. Hopefully the message that I'm trying to convey here is let's still make an impact. It will ring true. Like you said, even, even years down the road, people will still find value and inspiration in this. And maybe even like you said, in a post-apocalyptic world, (laughs) maybe we will change the course of humanity. (laughs) That'll, that'll be in the next fallout game by Bethesda. Fallout, the Will (laughs) Bryan show. (laughs) You can collect little TRBS recordings oh, be so around, the, around the wasteland and it'd be like fallout 23 or something like that <laughs> <laughs> okay speaking of video games suggestions here so we played alien isolation as you know it was a wonderful game we really enjoyed it we're looking for something new you don't want horror though anymore like you said i have suspicions that the the amount of adrenaline coursing through my body as i played alien isolation may have had some effect on some health issues i'm having right now so yeah, I want to. I want to take it easy, <laughs> and, but I don't regret a moment of of playing that game. However, yeah. uh, regardless of the of the fallout from that, hey, there's that word again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I understand, man. I mean, it, it goes back to our light versus dark conversation last episode too, where it's like you kind of feel the adrenaline rush at the time, but then you start to wonder what the uh, fallout. I'm going to go with that. The fallout is <laughs> from that level of adrenaline or, or just whatever your brain's filled with. I mean, like I said, some people, maybe it doesn't affect you. I don't know, but it sure does. No, me. So some I, people, a lot of people, it doesn't, I'm sure. Well, maybe not. Now. But that game was designed to make you scared to give you an adrenaline rush. Yeah. It was designed for that. And they did a fantastic job of doing what yeah. they designed it to do. So it's still in my top three, three to five for sure. Games I've ever played. Just phenomenal. Oh yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. No, I would agree with you. I'm not looking and it, to me. It wasn't really horror as much as it was just extreme suspense. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, yeah. Like I'm not looking right. for something quite so adrenalized, but what I am looking for is something that is so immersive and captivating, I guess is the right word to me. Yeah. That game was immersive and captivating that you really wanted to know what was going on. You know, you felt like you were a part of it. Not a lot of games do that these days. They are great at drawing you in by, you know, the greed of making money in the game or you know, the greed of, uh, of getting new weapons and new armor. And so you're, you're drawn in by this desire to gather where is like, you know, that's, that's where all the, the grinding quests and the grinding games come in, but yeah. good stories like alien isolation are definitely made more for solo players and not as frequent as I'd like them to be. Yeah. And we're not necessarily looking for a co-op game either. Uh, it can be another solo game, just yeah. one that we can play in tandem PC though. PC yep. has to be PC. So any suggestions I would not horror, not something that's going to create, you know, physical ramifications from the suspense and the, uh, you know, the adrenaline rush, but just something that's really engaging and captivating and immersive and fun. Yeah. 
Yeah. And immersive. Yeah. yeah. Immersive and fun. Yeah. Let us know. I seriously, let us know your thoughts. I, in fact, I'll, I'll even post it in the Facebook group too, but I'd like to get some, some suggestions here on this one going along with that. I know you're playing a couple of games that I was actually one of them. I was very interested in and was wondering if we could play those together. I know they're kind of separate because they're solo as well. And that was subnautica. I know you're playing another game too, but what, what have your thoughts? I haven't, I haven't gotten it, but what's your thoughts on that so far? So we've already talked about our experience with No Man's Sky. And No Man's Sky is a, you know, it can be a survival game. Uh, it's more of a exploration, creative building type of game. You have an infinite playground, basically. Subnautica is much more finite, and it's definitely a survival game, but it's it revolves around a definite story, and there is an end to the game. You can beat it. That's good to know. But... Personally, I have always had a fear of deep water. Mm. I know a lot of people listening have, have the same fear. When I was a kid and I used to go water skiing in lakes in, in Nebraska, deepest it gets is maybe 80 feet, and that's in, the, in a channel or whatnot. I always had this huge fear of when I'm sitting there waiting for the boat to start to pick me up or to start pulling me along that that I can just picture myself from about 30 feet up looking down at myself and this out of the gloom beneath me, this huge catfish comes up and, <laughs> and its maw is open and it, and it gets me in one gulp, right? That kind of thing. Well, oh, Subnautica man. is not the game for you if you have that fear. Ooh, okay. <laughs> it's a fantastic game. And uh, you, you basically, are, you crash land on an alien planet that's all water. You have a, an escape pod that floats that you have as kind of a, your starting base. You can you keep going back there. To, you can fabricate things there. You can store stuff there. You get started there. And you start out in a shallow area. So it's pretty, I mean, it's really, it's actually quite safe in your, in your little starting area, but not too far away, it gets deeper and deeper. And as it gets deeper, you start getting, you know, monsters essentially. And and I was near the big ship that crashed that you escaped from is is fairly nearby. and And I was swimming towards it or near it one one day and and I heard this roar in the, the distant roar in the water and I was looking around oh, what what the hell was that and I look several hundred yards away there's this huge predatory fish that looks like this alien predatory fish mm-hmm. coming right at me from hundreds of yards away oh no <laughs> and I was like oh my god and so I turned and, and swam as fast as I could away from there. And I could tell he was gaining on me, that sort of thing. Yeah. The game gets really creepy, at least from my perspective, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure I'm going to continue playing it because of that. I just, mm. I want a more relaxed, and again, folks, I'm an adult. And yes, that kind of thing creeps me out. Mm-hmm. I want to play a game similar to that, that is more relaxed, that does just doesn't have the creepiness factor. And so I'm also playing... Moving along, I'm also playing a game called The Long Dark, which is on Steam. I've heard of that. Um, it's a pure survival game. You basically, you crash in an airplane. It's got a story. This is the one uh, in the cra- woods, right? In the snow? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you crash in this northern Canadian island, it turns out. But it's it's pure North Canada wilderness. Hmm. And there's wolves and bears and 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 just very cold you know, temperatures and you have to, you know, you melt snow for water and cut up deer carcasses. And later you can hunt for deer and stuff like that. And you can throw rocks at rabbits to stun them and break their necks and, you know, flay them and cook their meat and all. But it's, it's a pure with a capital P survival game. It was really fun the first day I played it, but then it just kind of got a little too tedious after that. Uh, Bummer. Those are my two new gaming forays. (laughs) 
<laughs> so long dark is tedious enough that it's like, eh. But a lot of people love it. I mean, it, it's it's just not for me, I don't think. It's yeah. it's a little too tedious for me, but except for the tedium of the survival aspect, I thought it was it's a beautiful game. It's it's fairly well done. Okay. Uh, it's got a certain graphic style to it that's a little uh, unorthodox, but it's not it's not Minecraft, so it doesn't bother me. But yeah, Subnautica, great game. Both games are really good. Okay. It's just you have to be a certain kind of person to continue playing them long term. So. I, I was going to ask you, so I love the ocean. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea was one of my favorite stories of all time. Oh, yeah. And I love that kind of stuff. And I love, you know, the idea of getting into a submarine and discovering the depths of the ocean. To me, that's extremely mm-hmm. fascinating. Is it alien isolation type creepy or is it just more like wow that's I just no thanks good question uh our mutual friend johnny pistol shot has not played it but we're talking about subnautica he hasn't played it but he has watched run-throughs of the entire game Mm -hmm. and he told me that in some places later on in the game it does get alien isolation creepy okay yeah there's an alien presence on the planet and apparently Mm -hmm. uh once you disturb it it bothers you all the time so (laughs) so mix so mix aliens bothering you with really deep dark water environments gotcha yeah i'll have to see though because i mean the the idea of being underwater and doing the sub would be extremely fascinating to me yeah but uh and i like the fact that it's a finite game like you actually do get to beat it versus like no man's sky and some of those that just never end you you know we ought to play either Euro, euro truck simulator 2 or uh american truck simulator we just drive trucks. I don't. Around. I don't want to be a trucker. I'm I don't totally want to be kidding. A actually, <laughs> you know <laughs> how about so the funny? goats? How about the goat simulator? Oh my gosh! Well, Seven Blue Seven got me that, so I've never tried it yet. So don't. We could just run around and like. No offense, Seven. Just don't. That's kind of what Johnny Pistol Shot said. Just no, <laughs> no. So I. But you know what's funny is the truck simulators have gotten extraordinarily positive reviews on Steam for whatever yeah. reason. They've done a really good job. Somehow, I don't know. I. I. I whatever. But hey, I, I would like to find something that would be kind of a Subnautica type game, but not so scary. Yeah, I mean, if Subnautica didn't have the that element, it would be much more like No Man's Sky, uh, which sure. I have finally run down from as well. I'm uh, I I'll probably pick it up again one day, but but I've, I'm kind of over that again as well. But you know, it's so funny. Um, Johnny Pistol Shot and I said the same thing. We're both like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it. it, <laughs> yeah. it the playability on it really is is very repetitive, and so you you get like bursts. I think of it, yeah, and then you kind of. Yeah. I'm ready to get back to Guild Wars two with you, yes. with your story and that kind of thing too. That we you know we just kind of left off, and that's one of those games too because it doesn't end. I've been playing that game for so many years. It's like you know you play it for a few months and then you stop, and then about. But it does have that really immersive story, though. It does, and then eight months later, you're like, I can't wait to play again. Right. So, yeah, but I, I would like to play something more of that first person like Alien again that isn't quite so. I really don't want grind. Yeah. You know, and it's so funny because going back to that Enneagram that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, it was like one of the specific things for a type seven says hates repetitive tasks. And I'm like, no uh, wonder I hate grinding so much. Yeah. So something immersive and maybe a little linear. Yeah. I mean, when, when we played Destiny 2 and we played through that story, that was quite fun uh, it was it was just story. too short once you finished the yeah, the story was short and once you finished it it was just grindy grindy grindy, grindy yep. so and i hated it i i did not get enough value out of that game that was the one thing about that game that yeah you know the story was excellent for the extremely short time that it was and then it just died for me yeah and that was yeah. disappointing 
there are a lot of games out there that I know that there's some great story and yeah, I think linear would be good because it's like, you know, I, I think about Halo. In fact, speaking of like linear games, you know, Halo's linear. Yeah. And they just did a huge, huge, huge update that they've been talking about for years now for the original Master Chief collection, which is, you know, Halo's yeah. one through four, I think. Updated all of them to be, you know, redone graphics and now 4K resolution. So the quality is is ex- just extraordinary now. I mean, you look at the game. So now, it, it's, it's like, literally wow. the original games redone. Yes. I love that. Why? It's and awesome. then I said this, I said this on a previous episode. I wish more gaming companies would do that to their older games. Yeah. It'd be incredible. Update their old games. Yeah. Going through that, it's very linear, but at the same time, it's like, this is a fun game to be playing again. You know, even though I've already played it, it's like, I'd like games like this where you're going through a mission, you're going through story, you're trying to work out puzzles and it has an ending. Yeah. I would like Blizzard to take Diablo one, their first Diablo from the nineties and remake it exactly the same levels, same monsters, same weapons, same everything yep. with modern graphics. I, they would, they would sell gangbusters copies of that yeah, yeah, game would. if they would put the effort into it. So, and maybe they are, who knows? Yeah. Well, let us know if you have some ideas again for the gaming, cause we're, we're looking for some, you know, we're looking for a new game that we can really jump into and have some fun with. Yeah. Fun. If we find one first though, we'll, we'll, we'll give you our, our thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of redos, remasters, and reboots mm. the new predators coming out and uh, but hold on before we get to predator keeping with our alliteration we're going to talk about peppermint yeah. i what is peppermint exactly that's the thing i had no idea what this was i saw this this movie with you know it's like this weird picture of of jennifer garner with these like angel wings and i thought this looks like a dumb movie well i saw the preview and i went oh now this is interesting Something jennifer garner that, weirds me it weirds me out but go ahead well she, yeah, I haven't seen her in anything in a long time, but apparently it has, from what I'm understanding, it has somewhat of a taken feel. I don't want to give too much of the story away, but there's a, a thing in the beginning where something happens with her daughter and, you know, it, there's a trial involved and basically the people that did this have too much power. And so the trial goes in their favor and not in the justice favor. Mm-hmm. And she disappears for six years and you know does the whole Lamont Cranston the shadow thing and trains up and then reemerges and takes her revenge sort of thing mm. <laughs> which is so it's like a vigilante movie uh kind of she's coming back to exact justice correctly she's the punisher then yeah, sort of okay. it looked really Except interesting she's, like she's the peppermint punisher <laughs> the peppermint <laughs> I don't know why it's called peppermint actually but it's it might have something to do with her daughter actually but something about Something about the preview, you know, I watch previews and I go, oh, that looks interesting or oh, no, thanks or whatever. This preview, I was like, I want to see this. I don't know huh. what it is about it, but I really want to see this. Something drew me in on this one. So it could be a well, terrible movie and maybe the preview itself was the only thing good about it. I have no idea, but it comes out happens. today actually. So hopefully next week we can see it. And then next Friday is the predator, which comes out, which I know. Okay. Can I just, I need to suspend my nerd <laughs> card for a second here. I don't think I've ever seen the entire original Predator all the way through. I think I've seen you, parts of it, and I remember going, I want to watch the Predator, I want to watch the Predator, and I have not been able to get my hands on it, because typically really? these things, like, somebody has it, oh, let's watch the Predator. I don't know anyone that has it. Then it's like, okay. oh, it's on Netflix. Well, no, it's not on Netflix. It's it's not anywhere. So it's like, well, I got to go find a way to buy the movie, but from what I'm finding, it's kind of like, it was the same kind of thing when I wanted to go back and rewatch Blade Runner, the original. 
you can't buy it anywhere anymore unless you pay like $30 on iTunes or something like that. And I'm like, no, uh, no. I, I can respect this, Brian, but you you just need to go to a Walmart and look in their no, $5 movie like, bin and that's go what find I'm, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like they don't exist. You know what? Who might have it though is the library. I just yeah. rediscovered. We used to do this all the time. We'd go to the library, you know, you check out books and you'd also check out DVDs. When Netflix kind of took over, we stopped doing that. I went over mm-hmm. to the library to grab a new book. By the way, I'm, I'm reading Clive Cussler, his very first Dirk Pitt adventure, the the Pacific Vortex book. Again, this is all about ocean stuff. I love ocean stuff. So I was like, I want to mm-hmm. try a new author out and just something different. Like I've been reading the same types of books for a very long time. I'm like, I just want something totally different. And I, that was another book. You cannot get it on Kindle. I couldn't find it anywhere. I'm like, fine. The library had one paperback copy of it. It's weird. So I went over to grab it. And I'm like, oh, look at all these DVDs. Oh my gosh. They have everything now. So you can't get a Clive Cussler book on Kindle. Not this one. Some of his older weird. ones have never been translated over. That's for whatever odd. reason. Well, they were, you know, written in the seventies and eighties. Still, that's his weird. New anyway, stuff's all over Kindle for sure. Huh. So I thought, Okay, maybe maybe I'll go check with the library to see if they have Predator. I will find a way to watch it before I go see this reboot because I oh, really, really want to okay. see the original. I've seen the new Predator trailer. So first of all, I saw the teaser trailer for Predator a few months ago and I it didn't really look... I was like, oh, no. Yeah. But then I saw this new Predator trailer and it, and it was a little better. But I after I watched it, I already have opinions about this movie even though I haven't seen it yet. Number one, the original movie and its sequel, Predator 2 still hold up after 31 years. It's been 31 years since the first one came out. And I'm telling you, younger listeners out there, if you haven't seen the original Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger and you like sci-fi action movies, get a hold of that movie. It's still, it's a classic, but it's not a classic in the sense of, oh, look, it's we're watching Harvey and whatnot and Casablanca or something like that. No, no, it's it's better than a lot of movies that come out now. Uh, and it's that old. So it's interesting because we were talking about movies that hold up versus those that don't. So that's, that's cool. That's one of them. Those two movies. And, and a lot of people don't think predator two is as good, but uh, it's not as good, but I still liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they hold up so well that I'm just automatically jaded about any reboot of that franchise. It, it just seems unnecessary to me unless, well, of course that's saying the sky is blue. It seems unnecessary unless they bring, bring something radical and cool to the table which I really don't expect from Hollywood much anymore. Yeah. And so that's number one. Number two is that this movie is clearly rated R based on the violence and language in the preview, which of course, great. You know, it's supposed to be. So why is one of the main characters a 12 year old kid? Hmm. What predator fan or budding predator fan wants to see that in the mix? Unless the kid's an innocent bystander who gets wasted by the predator. Hmm. I mean, what, what, I mean, are they going Disney on us with star Wars or something or, or sorry to be fair, Lucas on us with star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, I'm willing. To, I'm willing to go see it so we can review it in detail. But I definitely will be going on with you know I'll be going to see it with my quote unquote Star Wars goggles on. Okay. Um, I hope it's good. I don't know, man. I I look at this one as that it will be really fun to go see, but I I'm going it with no expectations. I think I think you're exactly right. Like there there's probably no way that they can make it nearly as good as the original. There's probably no reason that they needed to reboot it other than the fact that they're trying to capitalize on more money from people that grew up in the eighties. That's sure. probably it. So, and, the, and they're going to bring their kids. Hey, we're going to see this new predator. When I was a kid, we watched oh, predator man. with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Actually, never mind. It's not something you take your kid to. <laughs> 
but I'm excited to go see it anyway, just because I love the genre and Mm -hmm. I've said this before that they did this in ghost recon wildlands and they still do every year now is that they have the predator hunt as one of the missions. You actually fly to one of the locations, one of the jungles in Bolivia and you hunt the predator and it is awesome and it is incredible (laughs) and it's so hard. It is so freaking hard. It should be. Yeah. Johnny pistol shot and I did that the first time we hunted the predator. I mean, we died probably shoot 50, 60 times in a row because we could not figure out a way to beat them. Can you, is is it, is it even possible on that? It is. We actually had to recruit a third person to come help and that did help. And then we had to figure out ways around it. There's some strategy you have to use and having three people was really helpful. Two is not enough. We'll tell you what, we'll do a review on it and maybe what we'll do, this could be one of our, uh, you know, experiments in doing an additional episode. We can say on Friday, like, Hey, we're going to review the predator. So is it worth seeing? Well, come and listen and find out. And we'll do an additional episode where we just completely focus on nerd out all about predator. Talk all about it. Maybe what we could do. Ooh, this could be kind of fun. Why don't we do a separate episode where we review the original Predator, Predator 2, mm. and the Predator reboot all in the same episode and really do a yeah. compare and contrast and have some fun with it. You that, do that would be fun. Yep. Okay. I like that idea. Let's do it. That'll be great. Yeah. Let me talk about some good food real quick. Okay. Okay. I know I'm, I'm really working hard to uh, cut down my sugar intake right now. I will say that with the clean, cleaner air that we've had lately, I've been biking more. It's feeling great. Loving it trying to eat healthier in general, been doing pretty well on that, but the sugar thing is still bothering me, but I'm going to share three extraordinarily healthy foods that I think you should rush out and buy right now because they are totally recommended for the healthiest tip top shape you could possibly get into. Okay. You ready? First of I all, can't wait. now I'm not really into barbecue all that much um, because most of the barbecue, oh, you places, lost everybody right now. Yeah, no, hold on. <laughs> let, let, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. So, I've had really good barbecue in my life. And when I mean really good barbecue, I mean like the real deal, you know, the flavor, the smoking, all of that good stuff. You know, when, when you taste a piece of meat that has more flavor than you could possibly imagine, you know, that kind of barbecue, most of the barbecue places, they don't do that. They do not marinate their foods. They don't flavor them. They just put a bunch of really highly sweetened sugar sauce on them, which is called barbecue sauce, by the way, for those of you who didn't know. It's just sweet. I mean, I go to these barbecue places and the meats taste very low quality and it just has this sweet barbecue sauce. I'm like, this ain't barbecue, people. Yeah, and once you add the sauce, even if it's a spicy barbecue sauce, then it becomes something better. But you're right. Yeah. So meat by itself isn't that great. And that's the thing. Like I've had the real deal before. Most barbecue just didn't even close. We went to a food truck rally, which, by the way, are kind of shutting down now. There's only a couple more of those, I think, before, you know, the end of the season. And then it's like, oh, it's the winter. It's the fall. And they have these great food truck rallies all over the place. And it's great. So one of the food trucks is a barbecue truck. And, you know, we were chatting. He's like, well, I've got this off the menu special sandwich that I think you should try. OK, hmm. hit me up. Do you know that Texas toast? You know, the, the buttered. Of course. Yeah. yeah buttered yeah. Texas toast. Grilled cheese with mac and cheese pulled pork, smoked brisket, by the way, smoked for 24 hours and marinated in a lot of spices. Same with their pulled pork, jerked chicken, not spicy, but super flavorful. And then they put jalapeno poppers on it as well, which I would actually remove those next time and just go with the rest of it. All in one sandwich. Yeah. And you're not in the emergency room. Unbefricking leaveable. It was beautiful. Oh, it didn't even like, that's the thing I was expecting to feel like crap afterwards and I felt fine. 
really good <laughs> stuff though. Like the meat was high quality. The flavor was all over the place. Their sauce wasn't too, it was barely sweet. It was just flavorful. And I'm like, this is real barbecue. This is real smoking of them. Oh my gosh. So good. And I'm really jealous. That sounds really good. Oh, so good. Yeah. I found that cookie dough brand that I was talking about a few weeks ago. You know, the vegan and gluten free one that I'm talking about. That's absolutely extraordinary. Alpen dough. So A L P E N and then dough. Hmm. So go check it out. It's, I know it I'll natural try. grocers. I know that I don't, if you don't have a natural grocers, we do, you do. Okay. So you're good there. Our whole foods does not carry it. Neither does like sprouts or anything like that, but the natural grocers carries it. And it's phenomenal. It's a little expensive. It's like That's about fine. $7 for a tub, but it's so good. And is it a little pint, right? Yeah, it's a little pint. Okay, good. So extraordinarily yeah, I, I good. Seven though. bucks for an occasional pint of really good ice cream. Yeah. It's just cookie dough. Oh, it's just cookie dough? Yeah. Like you make cookies with it? No, no, no. You eat the dough with it because it's very like dough safe. You, you don't have to cook it if you don't want. You can make cookies if you want, but who wants to do that when you can just eat raw dough? Oh, okay. It's, so I'll just go buy awesome. a $7 pint of raw cookie dough. That's Got what it. I'm saying. If you're looking for vegan and gluten-free and made with real <laughs> materials and you don't want to put it together yourself is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. I get, so I get what you're, I get really what you're describing good. now at yeah. least. <laughs> and then put it in your own ice cream and it's better that way. So, oh, this stuff is good though. I did finally go out and buy some Halo Top oatmeal cookie ice cream at at your recommendation. Yeah. You want to know, here's the first reaction that I had to it. It's not that sweet. I was like, wow, this isn't that sweet. It's not cloyingly sweet. Yeah. No, it was good. I mean, like, that's exactly what, because then I tried another ice cream that was like overly sweet. And I thought, man, this Halo Top really is not. It's like lightly sweet and it's perfect. So you've got the real creaminess to it. You have the actual oat pieces and the oatmeal cookie yeah. flavor, but it's not overly sweet like most things are. And so it was actually super refreshing. Yeah. I really good. I'm glad it. you liked it. Really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for the recommendation. You're welcome. I'm glad you liked it. And on that note, there are our three health tips for the week. Go get yourself a, <laughs> and then uh, tell have us what fun. your doctor says later about your blood tests. All right. Well, on that note, you know what the music means. <laughs> thanks for joining <laughs> us. Captain Influence, it's been a pleasure again. Good to have you back. Thank you. Thanks for having me, always. All right, realbryanshow.com. Hey, I would love if you would come join our Facebook group. Please do. The links are in the show notes, as always. Um, And, uh, you know, maybe if you're special, we might talk to you. No, I'm kidding. Of course, we're going to talk to you. (laughs) Have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. Real Brian Show, sign it off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.